You are listening to the Welcome to Your Life, Midlife Made Easier podcast. WTYL has been selected by Feedspot.com as one of the top 30 midlife podcasts on the web. Thank you all for your support. Welcome to Your Life is a lifestyle podcast for women juggling midlife, self-care, and work-life balance. If this is our first time meeting, my name is Rita Reed. As a certified diabetes lifestyle coach, I help midlife women lose weight without dieting. We focus on healing mindsets, boosting self-confidence, and refocusing wellness goals. Are you ready to live the life you deserve? On today's show, I had the pleasure of visiting with C. Renee Washington. Renee is a podcaster, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and an advocate for midlife women. In this episode, Renee gives us some valuable tips on how to thrive during midlife because it's not the end, it's the beginning of something wonderful. She also shares with us her new program, designed to help midlife women take the scare out of switching careers or taking the big leap of leaving corporate life and starting something new on their own. So dust off those dreams, ladies, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Your Life, Midlife Made Easier. Today, our guest is C. Renee Washington. Renee is a mindset coach, entrepreneur, podcaster, and an advocate for midlife women. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. So tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and how you transition from corporate life into life coaching. So for, I guess it was 21 years, yes, I was in the corporate lane, and the majority of my career was spent in HR, and I was the manager of management development. I ran the training department for a major health insurance company in Alabama, and their soft skills training, which that soft skills were (laughs) always bothers me. (laughs) But yes, and so I did coaching and developing and uh, advising within that corporation for years and got to the point where I was needing coaching and developing myself because I I had reached a stage where I was still doing well in my work. I was still helping people, but the corporate structure was becoming more and more heavy for me. It was just becoming more and more of a burden. And most of my career, I worked for a great company, enjoyed it, built a life there. It was wonderful. But the last few years, oh my gosh, it, it really became difficult to the point where my fiance at the time would say on Sunday afternoons, he'd say, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's starting to rain in the house. And <laughs> I, it, I was finding it really difficult to get to work and be excited about it. And I know some people yeah. think, oh, well, you, you know, work is work. You don't have to be excited about it. 
But not only was I not excited about it anymore, it was dragging me. So I would sit in the car some days and cry before I went in, and I was praying. I'm a person of faith, and I was just, I would pray to God, okay, I've got two more years before I can officially retire. Lord, help me get through this. I will, I'm happy to stay, but I can't stay feeling like this. And mm-hmm. I that those last um, probably three, four years, I you know, I would go to my financial planner and ask him about my capability to leave because, I, yes, I believe in passion. I'm a very passionate person, but I also am practical. So what? I got to eat. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So I would go to my financial planner and talk to him about wanting to leave the company, and he would say, mm, no. Well, two years before I could officially retire, it had gotten so bad that uh, my now husband, then fiance, I, I said, you know, I don't understand. I'm praying, praying. I'm doing all the things. Why am I feeling more and more miserable? Why is this getting harder instead of better? And he said to me, Maybe God is packing your bag. So that wow. was one thing. That was one thing. Then the other thing was, I had a, a very close relationship with my mom. She, I call her the the unofficial first life coach I ever knew because you know people mm-hmm. would come to her for advice and and so I saw that and you know without really knowing what that was, and she died unexpectedly that um, just she had a pulmonary embolism and pretty much dropped dead, and it devastated me. And I could not believe it because she was a vibrant, active woman, and it was just caught us totally off guard. And, you know, subsequent to her death, I, you know, I started rethinking, you know, life and death, and, and you know, we say life is short and and after that happened, you know, I changed that to life is arbitrary because, you know, you mm-hmm. see people who who uh, seemingly are at death's door and they are still here. And, and you hear about people in all these freaky kind of accidents, they survive. Then you hear about people who you are shocked that they have died. And my example when I do speaking talks, you know, I'm a speaker too, and when I do talks, I and, and I talk about this, and I use the example of the Rolling Stones. That rock band, they all to me look like death warmed over, and they right. are still they are still rocking out. Mick Jagger mm-hmm. had a heart event that would have killed most people, and he came right back a few months later and went on tour. So that wow. that just reframed my mom's death and, and start I started paying attention to who lived, who died. And I'm like, you re- we really don't know. We really don't know how much time we had left. And I became more focused on living in the now. And I was sitting in my office one day, and I, w- I had been keeping this list, things I, I uh, love about my job, things. I hate about my job, and the hate list was getting longer and longer. And I, and then it, yeah, it clicked for me. It clicked for me one day that this is not about the company. Yes, companies go through a lot of transitions, companies change, and it just clicked for me. This is not about the company. This is about me. You know, my that packing the bag thing. I have changed. 
I have right. transitioned, and it's time for me to move into a new chapter of life. So all of those things happen, and the uh, the thing about you know, but, I, but you just have two more years until you can retire, and I, you know, so I, I I don't have two more years to give. I just really did not have. So I went back to my financial planner, and in my mind, I, I was I said, I don't care what he says. I am out of here. I am leaving. Right. And I walked in there. <laughs> I walked in there. I said, okay, I need to know, John, what can we do? And he said, oh, you can go if you want to. I was shocked. Oh, wow. Yes. And so I left the company. I retired. And I, I did retire without the so-called official package, but I had my money. I mean, there. You know, I had my money. I had my pension. And what I gave up, I don't even miss. I don't even miss because I gave myself a, 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 a renewed reason for living life on my terms. And this is why I – I am a mindset coach. This is why I coach women mainly over the age of fifty, midlife women. Midlife, that term, yes, you can put an you can put ages on it, but midlife for me is a state of mind. It's about right. <laughs> moving beyond that 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 hustle chapter of life, that focusing on that focusing on everybody else chapter of life where other people's priorities are typically what you're mostly focused on, and you probably are not even on your priority list because you are focused on your family, children, spouses, significant others, jobs, community things that you have signed up for, and you spend very little time on your own dreams and desires. So that, you know, is is where I am now, you know, moving out of that that structured space into a space where I get to decide what I focus what I focus on, what my what what are what my days consist of and how I want to spend the remaining years or whatever time I have left leaving my individual footprint in a way that speaks to who I truly am and what I desire and the contribution that I want to lead. That is such a wonderful story. Like it's, and I think it speaks to so many women who are our age, who are working jobs that they hate because we grew up, you know, in a generation that said, if you have a good job, you work it. It doesn't matter if you like it or if your boss is mean or, you know, whatever excuse these millennials come up with for not sticking to a job, you did it. And um, to say, look, my mental health, my physical health, you know, my emotional health needs some attention, and I'm going to grant myself permission to attend to myself. That is so powerful. 
it is it is so it is powerful it is critical because it, and i had a i had a lesson connected to what you're talking about in i was probably mid 40s when i really started you know before even the job i i i started feeling that something was shifting within me and i was married had same with my job. Most of my marriage had been, the years of my marriage had been good, but then things started shifting and things were not good anymore. And I couldn't mm-hmm. understand that either. And I tried to ignore it, ignore it, ignore it until Anita, I ended up in the hospital. I had a TIA and oh, wow. yes, mini stroke. And I was at work. They took me to the hospital. I had no triggers for that, no high blood pressure, no diabetes, nothing that triggered having a stroke. And when I got to the hospital, I just kept thinking that they were going to say, oh, you just need to get some rest. But they kept me for five days, and the neurosurgeon told me, you're threatening a major stroke. And when I was laying on that gurney, yes, because I had been going back and forth. Do I stay in my marriage? Do I leave my marriage? And when I was on that gurney, I I said, okay, I I get it. Because I had been feeling some angst about my marriage and my job, but I was trying, like you said, we we were raised to stick no matter what. Right. No matter what, you stick with it. Yeah. You know, you're not happy. Okay, just get over it. Who's and push happy? Through. Who said you were going to be happy? <laughs> my mother, my mother, all really pretty much said that to me. Who said you were supposed to be happy? And uh, my body was telling me, you, you trying to push through this is possibly going to kill you. That's that's what I mean, really. And I, I said, okay, yeah. this is not, yeah, this is no small thing. And I, I read this book because I found out around that time that I was in the the midst of menopause, full-blown menopause. And I read this book by Dr. Christiane Northrup, The Wisdom of Menopause. And the biggest thing I got from that book was that when you get to this stage of life, most women, because we are nurturers and tenders and befrienders, we take care of other people that we have suppressed a lot of things and that when you get to this stage of life, you have to renegotiate relationships, not just your significant other relationship, but all relationships with friends, children, just people in general, because if you've been looking over things, covering up things, suppressing things, what has been suppressed must be addressed. At that, when you hit, hit that stage of life, you can no longer push it down. Your body is going to revolt, and mine did. And I had to deal with some things, and it started first with my marriage, and eventually I did end up getting divorced. And I I was not in this situation of, because here's the other thing for women our age, if he ain't beating you, if he ain't, you know, doing, you know, doing all these you know these big major things. Then you, why why would you leave? And exactly. again, yeah. And so again, it's this thing of respecting yourself 
paying attention to yourself and the messaging that you are getting from within. And why do do we not deserve to be happy? You know, not in this just willy-nilly, just run over people kind of way, but if something is nudging at you, if something will, and at this stage of life, it will not let you go. I learned that, and I have learned that through clients. It will not let you go. If you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. That and I, exactly I right. absolutely, I absolutely have learned that. Wow. So I talk with a lot of women who are 50 and older, um, and they've made, like, big plans for the new year. And I try mm-hmm. to, to you know, coach them into just focusing on one area but what do you say to women who make these big audacious plans? Did you make? Did you make? You know, I know we're supposed to dream big, yeah. but I'm also thinking that if you are just starting out in this process of, mm-hmm. you know, working on yourself and um, your mindset, um, that you should maybe pull back a little bit. What do you think about that? Yes, because. What I've learned in, you know, my approach to working with women is who am I, what do I want, how do I get it? But you are absolutely correct. Correct That who am I piece is huge. You know, I would talk to women, when I talk to women and I ask them this question, who are you without role or title? And wow. that question can shut women down. Because oh, I can't say mom, no, I can't say VP or manager or whatever, no. Who are you without role or, you know, volunteer, no. Who are you? I don't know who I am. Exactly. So, yes, you are correct. We really need to go in. and, And, yes, I don't do resolutions anymore. Yes, I have dreams and desires and I, there are things that I want in my life, but this is how I started 2020, with one word, surrender. Surrender. Ooh. Yes, because I believe that, yes, I am I'm doing things to move myself forward. There's work to be done. I'm doing the internal work. I do the practical work. But I detach from outcome. I detach from outcome. So an example is I want to live in Europe this summer for three months. That's my big dream for the year. My big desire for the year is to live in Lisbon, Portugal for three months and and bop around Europe with my husband. That's what my desire is, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I have have spoken that to God. I am doing the little things that would move me in that direction, and I am perfectly willing to cede to God's will as to whether that happens or not. It may be 
that I do end up in, we end up in Europe, but we're not living in Lisbon, Portugal. It may be that we end up in Europe, but not this summer, but maybe it's in the fall. You know, I've, I've had this dream for the past three years, and things have, have come up to delay it. And it's okay. It's okay. So when we get so locked in to a particular outcome, then we set ourselves up for disappointment, for self-judgment, for blocking what's actually waiting on us that might be even better. So, you know, this, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, when you start out the year with, oh, I'm going to uh, go to, go to the Y five times a week and I'm going to change my diet and I'm going to, you know, do all these things. That's good. But what's, what's on the other side of that, of that? The other side of, of that is I want to be, live a more healthy life. Okay. That's fine. But when you overwhelm yourself in goal, then most likely by the, well, maybe even halfway through January, you are off the train. <laughs> Yeah, and now you're judging yourself. Yes, yes. And then you're just yes, and then you're judging yourself. Oh, I'm just such a terrible person. Oh, I'm just no. So when if you say that I want to live a healthier life, then we get to make choices every day about what we do. One choice at a time can move you toward that healthier life goal. And we don't have to overwhelm ourselves in all of these grandiose plans that we just, you know, are not going to come to fruition in the way that we'd like them to. And that yes. comes, and that comes so to true. knowing yourself, too. Yeah, that, and that connects to knowing who you really are. Because if you look at somebody else and say, oh, she, she runs um, marathons, I'm going to run a marathon, I will never run a marathon. A marathon. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I know myself well enough to know, no, that's not. Now, I do stretch myself. I do things outside of my comfort zone. I believe in that. But I don't, there are some things I know about myself that I just know are not going to happen. And so to really, you know, if if connecting to, if you see somebody who's doing something that you admire, then Assess why, what about that is attractive to you, because that's what the focus is. It may be that they seem really excited about it, that they're passionate about it. So you're connecting to the passion, not necessarily the thing that they're doing. So what you want to do is, okay, so what makes me feel that same kind of passion? It may be something totally different. It may be that thing, but it may not be. It may be something else. So we can get off track in yes setting ourselves up with, with a bunch of goals that we haven't really examined our why behind them. And that just, I like what you said about judging ourselves because yeah. I think we wrote the book on <laughs> judging ourselves, comparing ourselves to others, mm. trying to live up to, you know, expectations that we didn't set. And um, 
And then realizing that none of this stuff, you know, matters. <laughs> yeah. That all, you know, all the things that you thought were going to make you happy and help you, you know, live the life that you thought you wanted are not the things. Absolutely. And, <laughs> you know, and then having to come, try to come up with a whole other list and, you know, just get depressed and give up on the whole process of trying to figure out who you are. Because change, regardless of what stage you are in your life, but I think at this stage in our lives where we have so much life history, change is hard. And oh, nobody wants to feel the pain. <laughs> yes. It, uh, that is so true, Anita. And oh my God, yes. So yeah, that is so true. So yes. So I told you my word for the year is surrender. My theme for the year is braver, bolder, better. And that speaks wow. to what you're saying about women not wanting, to, or people in general, but I focus on women not wanting to feel the pain of change, even though we have lots of years of history of knowing that there probably is going to be some stress, some pain connected to making a change. And you can either have change forced on you or you can get in front of your change. And that's why that braver, bolder, better, just doing one thing a little more courageously, moving a little more courageously, you know, choosing small action steps that move you forward so that you can get yourself through the change with, again, without completely overwhelming yourself, without taking yourself out. However, also knowing that sometimes there there are just pieces to change that are just not fun. And I, one of the things I will say to women is when they're telling me, Oh well, gosh, that's you know that's scary. That's going to be hard. And I ask them, okay, so you're telling me you're not happy now, that you're miserable now. Is this hard? Yes. So if you're already in hard, in your unhappiness, in your misery, then why not do hard that's going to make it better for you? You're hard, you know. You're you're in hard now, and you're not happy. So why not use hard? Yeah, to move yourself to where you will be happy. Because either way, yes, it's hard, but make hard work for you. Why not do that? That and that is why we need coaches. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. It is work even me. Yes, I, I I am a coach. I love coaching, and I get coached. Yes, yes. I absolutely agree. We need help. Right. So what do you think, um, and I'm asking this question because someone told me when I was telling them, you know, of all the things that I'm doing with the podcast and with my doctorate, um, you know, they said, well, what about growing old gracefully? Whatever happened to that? And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. We're in 2020, we're in a new decade, but for us women who are over 50, 
we're still supposed to live by the rules that were set before we were born. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. You know, it it was so funny. As soon as you said that, this image came to mind of this older woman that was our next-door neighbor in the, the city that I grew up in, and she would say, I just want to sit on the porch and watch the cars go by. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. And you know what, though, Anita? I, if, if that truly is your heart's desire, hey, more, I am here for you. I support you in that. However, I believe that there are more women who, like you said, this term aging gracefully is just a cover for I just don't want to disrupt my life. I don't want to. I'm tired. I'm tired of doing all these things. And so my challenge would be to someone who said that to me is, you know, first would be tell me what you mean by aging gracefully. And then if if uh, if it's connecting to, again, you're tired of living other people's priorities, then let's talk about what are some desires that you have had that you feel like either it's too late for. You know, I'm you know, I talk to talk to these to women about, you know, this is this we have not aged out. We have not aged out. I know society tries exactly. to make us feel yeah, they try to make us feel that we have aged out of being and doing and living, and when I say living large, I just mean living your dreams. It doesn't have to be in front of a whole lot of people. Just just like you are doing, like getting a PhD, I think that is fantabulous, and I'm sure that that's something you have wanted to do. I, you know, I, I collect Forever. examples. Yes. I collect examples of women in their 50s. 60s, 70s, 80s, who are starting businesses, who have created things, who are artists, who are are, are dancers, who are – there's a group of black women in, I think it's New York, synchronized swimmer, swimmers. I think the youngest one is in her 60s. These women wow. range from 60s to 80s. Synchronized swimmers. And so if someone is saying to me, yes, you know, I used to want to be a dancer, but it's too late. No. Don't age yourself out of your dreams. Don't age yourself out of your dreams. So if you really want to, if gracefully for you means I just want to sit down and, you know, just live a quiet life where I'm not doing this and that, not going here and there, Fine, if that's your true desire, live it. And but. if you do, <laughs> yes, yeah. If you have a desire though that you think it's too late for, then you need to talk to us because it is not. It is not too late. It is never too late. And I think when we put our dreams on the shelf and we leave them there, we disappear a little. The longer we leave them on the shelf, 
you know, parts of us just begin to disappear. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, that, and I think that is the saddest thing to see a woman who you know and I know have such, has such great potential and they never tapped into it yeah. um, because they were afraid, because they didn't think they, because they thought, oh, well, you know, somebody told me, I think when I turned 50, um, that I wanted to do something. I wanted to train for the triathlon. And they were mm. like, uh, your, your ship has sailed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone really close to me. And they were like, you need to put that dream aside. And I was so um, not confident in my ability to care, follow through with it. I just said, well, maybe you're right. Yeah. And now, and again, this is and, why we need coaches. <laughs> right, exactly. Because now as I head into my 60s, I'm thinking I'm going to hire a swim coach and I'm going to do it. The running I part and the that. cycling part, I can, I can do that. The swimming part, I need a coach. And I'm going to find one and I'm going to do it this year. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I think part of this, too, is the factor of exhaustion. And what we don't realize is that we're tired because it is exhausting to live somebody else's life. (laughs) That's exhausting. Yes, that is exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. So the the rules that we grew up with, that we lived under to, to carve out these lives that we that we have, yes, they they had their place. They, you know, they did what they were supposed to do. But this time that we are in now, when not only is this the time where you have the wisdom and the capability to transition into a new life chapter, but in 2020 we have so many ways to help us do that. So if you've been living, you you feeling like you're, I'm just too tired. So that person telling you, oh, you need to let that that dream go. No, right. that person, that person probably, people, most people speak from their own experience, and so they mm-hmm. can't even imagine that. You know, they can't, they can't imagine doing that, and so they they can't imagine it for you. That's their mm-hmm. issue. But you open up a lot of space and a lot of energy when you divest yourself of other people's priorities, other people's judgment, other people's perceptions, other people's limited thinking. We got enough of our own limited thinking, so we don't need to take on anybody else's. And anybody so, else's. <laughs> yeah, so when you when you and so and you connect to people who are still in that 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 lane of there's more that I can do. There's more that I can give, and now I can do it on my terms. I saw Valerie Jarrett speak, and the thing that she said that stuck with me. And she's still doing a lot of things. She works on all in different organizations, but she ended her talk saying, "And I feel so thankful that every morning." 
I wake up and I get to decide what I'm going to do that day. And that was so powerful for me because if you're waking up in the morning at this stage of life and you're like, oh, I got to take care of my grandchild. Oh, I got to do this for my, my, my daughter or my son, or I got to go to the bank and get some money for them. If this is what, then yes, you, you really don't have any bandwidth to think about your own dreams and desires. And yes, you will talk yourself out of them because you are thinking, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I am not telling people to not, you know, still help their family. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if it's wearing you out, then that means there's something that you would rather be doing. There's something you'd rather be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's not what I'm saying. Because I help my Keep the grandchildren if you want to. Yes, if you want, if you enjoy Uh, that. But do it on your terms. Do right. it on your terms. You you still don't have to you don't have to keep yourself off of your list. Yes, I have I have nieces that, that I help all the time. I have you know, people that in my life I have an an older aunt and I help yes, I still but I also know that if that was all I was doing was just letting my days be filled with other people's obligations. That's that's not the life for me. So if if it is the life for you, then you're happy. If it's not, if you're not feeling, if you're feeling like, when is it my time? When is it? When do I? When is it time for me? If you're feeling any level of resentment about yeah. your current obligation, then that's a sign for you that something needs to be shifted. Not that you stop doing these things, but you do them differently. You do them on your term. And that's the, I think that's the key, your terms. Like that's the phrase that we need to start living by. But in order to even realize what our terms are, we need to do that deep self-work that will reveal to us exactly (laughs) what road we want to take and um, not have it dictated by some other, you know, person or entity in your life, yeah. but something that you realize, this makes me happy. Exactly. Because happiness is possible, It you know, on this side of heaven, happiness is yes. possible. Yes! <laughs> Amen! Yes! Yes, it absolutely is. And I have I I know this to be true that when you come to terms with you know how your terms of living, then you actually open up more energy and space to give more, not less. You know, people think this is a selfishness thing. No. No, I you know, I help my clients open up space that allows them to actually be bigger givers. But now they are giving to things that they and people who, who they truly feel passionate about. And so they, have, they are able to even be a bigger contributor to helping people, to helping families, to, you know, help. You know, they are able to do it in a way that makes them feel lighter, more joyous in the giving. 
you know, one of my favorite things to do is to, you know, cook meals for my husband because he loves that. And so, you know, one of the things I'm working on this year is, yes, to open up more space so that I can do more of that. So this is not about not doing things for for other people. It's right. again paying attention to the to the to the triggers that you're that you're experiencing. If if you've been on a committee for ten years as a volunteer, and when that day comes for you to go to that meeting, you're feeling all mad about it and and and, and I'm going to quit and I'm going to quit. Well, then well, sister so and so or whoever you know, we we what will we do without you? Well, so you're, you know, you're blocking somebody else's blessing. Because right. if you're if you're still fulfilling that obligation from a place of resentment, then yes, you know, people who 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 give the the people who take are going to keep on taking. So they're, you know, it's going to be rare that somebody says, "Oh, you've done enough of that." <laughs> We're gonna. That's right. rare. So <laughs> we. <laughs> We have to we have to pay attention to the internal clues that tells us, okay, this is a chapter that's coming to an end. This is a chapter that's, that's exactly coming to right. a close. That's exactly right. And then not be afraid to close that door. Right. Um, because a know. new door is going to open where you're even able to give at a higher level. So speaking of closing doors, what do you say to – now, you made a big leap from – and a leap of faith. Even though you had some money saved, you know, leaving a steady paycheck is still still requires some faith. Absolutely. You know, in yourself, in your dream, in your ability to make this dream happen. What do you say to other women – you know, in midlife who, you know, want to drop out of, of the traditional workforce, or they might also be thinking, maybe I can start my own business. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say plan. Plan now. If you're starting to, to have those feelings and desires, don't don't spend energy on trying to get rid of them because they're not going away. Own that desire and start planning. Make a plan. Go see a financial planner. Start start talking to someone who can help you, like a life coach, who mm-hmm. can help you create the plan and help you with, with a, what a life coach is really good for is helping you create a plan, connecting to a plan that you find meaningful, and then helping you stay focused because what that, what's probably going to need to happen is now you make decisions around what aligns with this big desire that I have. And so it's going to be mean starting to say no to some things, dropping some things, maybe dropping, you know, some people. And this is what a coach can help you with if you have some really deep, deep, deep issues that go back to some stuff that you need to resolve. You may need to see a therapist. I, I have clients who are have a therapist and they have me as a coach. That's not unusual. So depending right. but but the but the work start doing the work instead of getting caught up like I did. I was just like, Oh, I, I wanna stop feeling like this, I wanna stop feeling I wasted a lot of time on that. 
So just own it, you know, just own that, okay, this chapter of life is coming to a close for me. What's my plan? And start working on the plan for your exit, you know, gathering information about what the next thing may be. And again, not getting caught up in, oh, my gosh, I've got to cross, you know, cross every T, dot every I. You know, it's right. not about that. <laughs> this is, yeah, no. This is just about, okay, I'm making a transition. I'm making a tra- transition. And just, you know, knowing and, and that you have accepted and owned, okay, this this part of my life is coming to a close and it's okay. That is that is very yeah. freeing. It is. And I love what you said about, you know, owning, you know, the decision. Because I think yes. most of us are in instead of being proactive about what it is we want, we're reactive. You know, we wait yes. the, the bottom falls out and then we have to make a plan. Yeah. But your way is actually taking control of your exit, making sure that mm-hmm. as you enter into this next phase of life, you have the power instead of someone else having the power. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some of us want, you know, we feel like that, you know, you talked about giving permission, with, which I love, giving yourself permission. But some of us see that power to letting circumstances give us permission. So we will wait around until we're forced out, we're laid off, we're 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 terminated, and then oh now I now it's not my fault. I have to do something, and you know that's you know that's the way it's set right. up because I, I'm too afraid to take a stand for myself. And, and this so now you know, that I. Yeah. Um, have been laid off and circumstances saying, okay, what what are you going to do now? What you going to do, yeah. boo? Right. <laughs> right. Instead of just getting in front of it now. Because if you are miserable, it's it's really hard to hide that. You know, I was able to hide it. I left with, left with a great reputation for my company. I was able to even go back into the company and do some work. But I at the at the point that I left, I knew I wasn't going to be able to keep hiding that. It was it was starting right. to come out, you know. <laughs> so, and it was not personal. It was again, we we start externalizing, and so we want to blame somebody. So we blame the company. We blame our boss. We blame our you know. We blame our whatever. No. You look in the mirror at where the issue is every day. We are the we get in our own way, and we have to get out of our way. That's going to always be the answer. While looking in the mirror, how many of us refuse to do that? Because yes, we don't so want to see what's actually, you know, in the mirror. Because then we'll have to deal with it. Absolutely, but it's going to deal with you. So you can keep running from it, but it is going to deal with you, I promise you. And that's probably, I think if we looked at the women in our lives, the ones who are just, we think are just mean, I think that they have shoved down these decisions that we're talking about, you know, they, mm. and they're trying to 
stay this course because this is what their mother did, their grandmother did, their great-grandmother did. This is what mm-hmm. we did. But in the end, you end up taking that all that anger out on everyone around you. Yes. And instead of leaving with a good or having a good reputation like you had when you left your company, now people are like, oh, she's so mean. What is wrong yes. with her? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And it shows I'm I'm a huge believer in the mind-body connection. It shows up in our bodies, high blood pressure, diabetes, and particularly black women, we have a lot of autoimmune conditions, lupus, arthritis. I don't believe that that happens in a vacuum. I believe that a lot of that connects to how we are not paying attention to ourselves and dealing with our junk. Because it will deal with you Mm. (laughs) one way Mm. or another. Mm. I mean, you're either going to try to eat it away or drink it away or Oh, yeah. Away. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And none of yes. those things work in the long run. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I and I just I want every woman to believe in herself, trust herself, and to and to take advantage of this amazing time of life that we've been gifted. You know, it's yeah. it, again back to that. You know, you don't have it have to have it all tied up with a bow. You want to have make. You know, you want to have some plans. You want to have, you have a path, and be okay with experimenting. You know, since I've left the company, I've become I became a a life coach. I have become a speaker. I write. I have done a podcast. I now am doing a. I created a new company with two women that I used to work with called Career Triage to help people who have hit these career brick walls. So, I, you know, there are many things that we can do and, and try and experiment with and enjoy and experience life. Like you said, we are here. I'm not waiting. I want to get to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven, but I am right. here right now. <laughs> Exactly, and you want to enjoy your time while you're here. Yeah, and not, you know, and I cannot think of the name of the book that um, the nurse wrote about with people at the end of their lives and the regrets that they had. Oh, yeah. None of them said, "Oh, I want to work. I wish I had worked ten more hours a week." Or exactly. Those were not their regrets. So let's not get to the end of our lives still filled with I wish I had type exactly. dreams. Exactly. That yes. There's a there's a quote. <laughs> yeah, there, it is so sad. There's a quote by Maya Angelou that ends, you know, I want to experience every good thing. And I keep that front of mind. I want to experience Every good thing. I have met so many amazing people on this journey that I've been on. There have been days when it's been absolutely tough and hard and, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I've had those days. It has not been, you know, and I also always get the message, keep going. 
because this thing about not quitting, what, I, what I've learned is I, I believe in Beyonce's song, Freedom, because <laughs> you may quit some things, you may quit some people, but don't quit on yourself. That's the quitting that right. we do. Don't quit on yourself. And I, have, I know that I have helped so many women in, within my journey. I have helped so many other women. And that is a dream come true for me, to be able to do that. I helped a lot of people when I was in corporate life. Some of them have reached out to me recently to tell me how I helped them because they've heard about my new thing. But I have, you know, this, again, is not about you being so self-focused that it's all about you and I'm just walking through life as some selfish blob. No. This is about when you do connect to what gets you up excited in the morning, when you do connect to what you're passionate about, you put yourself in a space to, again, contribute on your terms and help many more people than you ever thought possible. That is so true. So tell us about this new uh, program that you've created. So my podcast titled Midlife Woman Redefined. And I am a midlife woman redefined. I keep, you know, things keep coming up, opportunities come up. And one of the things that had been nudging at me was I have a lot of knowledge from my corporate years that I really haven't used in the way that I wanted to. And I found myself still, people would still reach out to me for help with I want to promote it to management. I want to get through this interview. And so it, it came to me that I'm leaving a lot on the table. Yes, I love helping midlife women make their transition, very passionate about that, still involved in that. And I also have this wealth of information that could be helping people too. And so I reached out to two of the women that I used to work with who are also very close friends, and they are powerhouses too from the HR side of the table. And we have come together to form this company called Career Triage, and it is for people who have had some success in their careers, or maybe you're just starting out and you don't want to end up needing triage. (laughs) Your career is on life support, yeah, so you want to get in front of it. But for people who, who who find themselves going, okay, what has happened? I don't know, I'm not getting promotions. I don't know what's going on. Nobody's really telling me the truth. So we are looking at it from a three-pronged approach of your emotional intelligence, your EQ, what are your strengths, Who the who are you piece, and then Mm -hmm. the assessment piece of what kind of feedback are you getting? How do you ask for feedback? How do you interpret feedback? So so many times that I would talk to people in my corporate life and they would say, nobody's ever told me that before because I told you the truth. And so do these other women. And then finally, branding yourself. Everybody has to consider themselves as a personal brand now. You no longer can go to a company and think you're going to be there for 40 years and the company's going to take care of you. We have to take care of ourselves no matter how we're working. And so you have to think of yourself as a personal brand. And so we're we're approaching it from know yourself, assess yourself, and brand yourself. And it's an online class that we started with. It's an online master class. 
and we are so excited about it. The first one is on April the 2nd from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's going to be an online event that even if you can't show up for live for those hours, you're going to get the recording, and you are going to get a wealth of information that's going to help you assess where your career is now and what you need to do about it. Can you rehab it in place, or do you need to move? Or maybe you decide, you know what, I have come to the end of this career. I am ready to move on to do something else. You will know. You will leave with an action plan and the opportunity to approach and get in front of your own career instead of waiting back for something to happen to you, you will leave with the knowledge of how you can take agency and ownership of your path. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, uh, so many uh, women who are 55, 50, even 45, they think it's too late for me to change careers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I need to just write this out um, until the end instead of, you know, finding someone to help them triage their mm-hmm. search. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they're using the same search methods that probably don't work anymore. The things right. that work for us, you know, 10 in 1990 are not working in 2020. Absolutely. And so I see a lot of women who are like, yeah, I want to do this, but I don't know anyone in the company and I can't get in. And so they just give up mm, on, yes. you know, pursuing this career change. But I think um, – that what you created is going to speak to a lot of people, you know, and I can see, you know, midlife women and men. But <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know what? I'm glad you said that because this my person, the coaching that I do is focused on midlife women. But this career triage, I'm glad you said that it is for men and women, and it's also, you know, we were talking about helping your family. You may have a a daughter, a friend, a son, or whatever who are there in their careers or starting out. It will help them too. So again, that they don't end up you know, trying to figure right. things out, they can they can get. So yes, this career. I, what I love about career triage is that it can help so many different people. Yes, midlife women who are are coming to the end or are unhappy, you don't know what to do. It can help you. If you're younger and starting out in a career or you've been in a career a few years, it can help you. Yes, it absolutely can meet people where they are in in their careers. So we're very excited about that. That's awesome. And we will link all of the um, information in the show notes so people will know exactly where to go, Renee, to sign up for that. Um, exciting class and actually I mean this is a time this could be the first step towards you redefining your future like this could be the when you if you decided to stay in a career or to transition to another career these are the steps you need to take so that you can mindfully make decisions that will 
push you forward and not leave you in a chaotic mess, which Absolutely. a lot of people find themselves in. Yes, yes, there is so much power in taking agency over your life and taking back the control that you feed it to whatever, whoever, to taking that back and saying, you know, I'm going to decide what's going to happen in my life. You know, I'm going to make those decisions. Instead of being afraid to go in the building every day thinking, okay, what's going to happen today? No, no, create your own plan and get in front of things, get in front of your life. That is, and that's the power, that's the power and the beauty of, of life is that, yes, things happen that are completely out of our control. Yes. But it's how we approach life and how we deal with those things that happen and what we put in our emotional bank to, mm. that we can withdraw from when we need to, you know, a little extra boost um, to get through the day. Absolutely. And so a lot of people are walking around with negative balances <laughs> in their emotional banks. <laughs> they so are true. overdrawn. And so the only thing they have to fall back on is, you know, fear and worry and, you know, this whole woe is me kind of attitude. Yes. Yes. And so and what you guys circular are teaching thing. them. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so what you're teaching them is, look, you can take control of your life. You can have a plan. You can be open to the adventure, but you can know where you're going and not Absolutely. be afraid. Yes, yes, because like you said, something, you know, we don't have total control of our lives. Things can happen outside of our control. However, if you are in the lane of doing what you can do, then when those surprises come, you are better prepared for them. So then it's not just, oh, you're scrambling. You can just move into, okay, well, I've already been preparing for this. This just moves up the date of my plan. You know, exactly. it, it can be that. So what's it like working with, you know, your these other two women? I know a lot of women, especially women our age, they kind of shrink back from sharing their dreams with other people, mm. which there is a place to share your dream with, you know, others. But they shrink back from working with, or collaborating with other women because they think, well, this is not going to work. They're going to take over. Um, they're going to steal my thunder. You know, what? what's it like working with, you know, these other two women? Yeah, so, and I, you know, I, I'm not judging anybody who likes these shows. That's fine. I've never been a fan of the housewife show because, that is not the world I live in. I live in a world where I'm connected to women who we support each other, we love each other, we help promote each other. You and I met at a, at a coaching event, and that was, yeah. what, three years ago, maybe? Four years ago, yeah. Yeah, yes, and we still stay connected. That's the mm-hmm. kind 
of world that I love living in is women helping women. And the two women that are in this career triage with me, Gwen Hall is a corporate strategist. She left the company and started her own business, and now she works for a major hospital. And then Tanya Allen is the queen of all things recruitment and talent development, and she recently left. And what's interesting about Tanya is I'm 60 years old. Gwen is about, I think, four or five years younger than me. Tanya is 10, 12 years younger than us. And so we have a different generation, but still, she's someone who left her her company in her late 40s. Wow. So this is not just about, you know, you're at official retirement age. Again, it's just making a decision about your life. And she has started her own company. And so we are pooling, it's probably over 75 years of experience in this area of knowledge and expertise that we have brought together. And we it is, it is so much fun for me to collaborate with amazing women. And so I am so excited about this. And, and so, we, you know, this thing, well, we can only do one thing. No, I, you can do more. If you have the bandwidth for it, if it excites you, you can do all the things, not all at one time, but you can do what interests you and what you enjoy. And so, yes, I absolutely believe in the power of women helping women, and I believe that as we see with what's going on in this world, that more of us need to do do that. More of us need to make our voices heard, and more of us need to flow in the gifts that we've been blessed with. And so that's what the three of us have come together to do, and it's it's a beautiful thing. We're we're it's a we're the um, process of of growing something and yes again it's not every day is not all tulips and roses no but we work through it we work it out and we are all so grateful that we have have come together to do this so exciting new beginnings are so exciting and then understanding that the excitement may wear off, but if you understand your why yeah. and really drill down deep to connect with that, then that is going to keep you going in those times when you're like, oh, my gosh, why did I decide to do this? Absolutely. Which, which, what, speaks to the, you know, which speaks to collaboration because when one person is down, then the other two, you know, the other person can, can – can fill in that gap or speak to the, the need for get, having a coach because that's what we do right. as coaches. When our clients call us and, oh, my gosh, I don't know what's going on, I can't, we can pull you off that ledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what do you think would be, if you had to narrow it all down, what would you say would be the number one factor that prevents midlife women from pursuing their dreams, whether it's career change or leaving a relationship or starting a relationship, um, what do you think is the the thing that holds us back? Fear, and fear that shows up in many different ways. 
It, but it all comes back to some type of fear. So the fear may show up in your belief, like we talked about earlier, I'm too old, it's too late, or I'm not like that person, I can't do what they're doing, or I've been you know, fooling people all these years and that they would really find out who I am. Fear has so many ways to show up, so many ways to trick us and keep us in this not doing mode, in this not believing mode, but it all comes back to some type of fear. And that, again, I, you know, I, I'm on this, this, this coach, coaching platform and I'm going to keep emphasizing that, yeah. you know, having a coach helps you dig through all of that and uncover what's behind what's holding you back. And if, again, if you are perfectly happy where you are and, and what's going on in your life, fine. However, if something keeps nudging at you, there's something behind that. There's a reason. And coaches, we work with what we call the worried whale. That, you know, things, life is, you know, okay. You know, those, you hear people say, I'm just glad that, that things are as well as they are or I'm just grateful for what I have. And I heard Robin Roberts say, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, but I'm not complacent. I'm grateful, but I'm not complacent, and I live that. I am so grateful for every blessing in my life. My What you see me doing is not about ingratitude. Wanting more is not about ingratitude. Doing more is not about ingratitude. It's about not being complacent. It's about knowing that as human beings, we don't get anywhere near to the capacity of what we can give in, you know, in this life. Most of us don't. And so I don't want to be complacent. The women who come to me, they don't want to be complacent. They have more to give, more to do, and they want to do it on their terms. And so they come to me afraid. And there's this word fearless that I love because I think we, we define it incorrectly. We take fearless to mean I'll do it when I'm not afraid, I ha- when I have no fear. No, fearless, just less enough to take a step, less right. enough to make a move. Do it afraid. You can still do, do it. Do it afraid. Yes. That's amazing. So the one thing that I want to ask you, I think your style is so great, your fashion. Like it, it has a statement. It's bold. It's classic. I... I'm trying to re-up um, my style and get rid of the mommy nana look and try <laughs> to get more. What do you say? Because I, I think that when, as midlife women, we get to a rut of dressing mm. a certain type of way. And the way we dress is the way we appear to the world, and that also affects our mindset. So what do you say um, to women, or what can we say to them to help them to make just some small changes uh, in their wardrobe? (laughs) Yes, because like you said, we live under so many old archaic rules. There's a book that I highly recommend called The Crossroads of Should 
and must that really helps you get out of all these old, uncover all these old rules that you just take as facts of life, like women over a certain age shouldn't wear short, shorter hemlines. Women over a certain age shouldn't wear leggings. Women over a certain age shouldn't wear their hair like this or whatever. And I would say to you, start paying attention to yourself. When you are just going through your day-to-day, you see a woman or you are looking through a magazine or you see something on TV and it catches your eye and you say, oh, I love that. I would love to wear that, but that wouldn't look right on me. If you find yourself saying that, go get it. Go get it and wear it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you know, yes, just get one thing that if you've been, you know, when I was in corporate, I wore pantsuits all the time. I was mostly wearing black. You know, I was wearing muted colors. Now I wear colors. You know that I wear all kinds of eyeglasses. That's my thing is wearing yes. eyeglasses. I wear, wear my big ear banger earrings that are hanging down <laughs> my, past my shoulder because I get to, you know, I don't, I'm not under some, and even if you are still in a corporate environment, I get it. However, just a little thing you can do is wear some bolder earrings. You know, add a little more color to what you were just as a little as a little signal to yourself that yes, I get to choose how I want to show up in the world. And yes, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do in this environment. But there are ways for me to assert my personality. So, yes, get you a new pair of earrings that's got, you know, that are a little bolder than what you usually wear. If you never wear red, get you a red blouse. Get you a red jacket. Get you some red pumps, whatever, you know. Right. But, <laughs> yes, yes. And the hair thing, you know, I, I wear my hair very low and I wear my gray. That's a, that's a personal decision. If you are tired, though, and you have wanted to try to see what your hair would look like if you just let it go naturally or or shorter or with gray, whatever that's been a desire for you to try, try it. You can always re-dye your hair. You can always let it grow back out, whatever. If you want to wear a wig, go get a wig. Just these little things that you can do to, again, explore your own Inner, I, I believe that we are all artists, and I'm in the helping women design their life artistry. That's my that's my art creativity is life design. And so, be tap into your own inner artist, and you know design your life, and start with yourself. Just a little thing, little little change that you can make. Get a chunky necklace if you usually wear little uh, a little uh, small chain or or nothing. Just just a little. Get you a big ring that you you know typically wouldn't wear. Just something little like that where you can just start to assert that inner creativity over how you show up and how you appear. That's amazing. And stop waiting to lose weight or get a new job. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or Do any it new now. thing. 
<laughs> do, do it not now. do that to yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> Love yourself right now. Cause, because if you start shedding all of this crap, it'll start showing up in your body too. But but start now. Go don't wait to go buy a new outfit when I lose ten pounds. They make sizes for everybody now. Exactly. Go get that new outfit right now. Right now. Make yourself feel beautiful and look beautiful right now. This is not about weight. Channel some Lizzo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Renee, this has been such a treat, and I want to ask you, this is our last question I ask everyone I interview, what do you think that we as humans can do to bring a little more peace into the world? Showing up as you are, as you, as you are right now in this stage of life, that will bring you inner peace. And then that will flow out of you to contribute to bringing peace to the world. I just believe that that the the more we allow ourselves to be ourselves, because I believe most of us do want what's good in the world, and we want to contribute to that world. And so the more you can tap into who you really are and be happy with who you are, then I believe that you will flow in more peace and joy and happiness, and that absolutely impacts the world in a positive way. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us and with me because I have, I told you, I have a lot of of mindset work I need to do. And, And I think that's the thing we have to remember is that the work doesn't end. Um, Ever. It, it never ends. It's something. Every time you think you get, you've dug something out, something else sprouts up. So I just want to thank you. This has been such a blessing, and I know our listeners will love it. Tell us where they can um, find you. You can find me at C Renee, the letter C, R-E-N-E, one E. CRenaeCoach.com. That's my website and has all of my information. Awesome. And I will also post that in the show notes so that they can just click on the link. And, um, yeah, thank you again. And we are, we all want to be midlife women redefined. Yes. <laughs> that is the goal. That is the goal. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Anita. I have enjoyed this so much. Awesome. Hey, guys. Oh, my goodness. Did you enjoy this episode as much as I did? All of the links we discussed will be in the show notes, so definitely take a look there. And I will most definitely be signing up for the Career Triage Program. I'm finding that the more information we have, 
the less frightening it is to move forward towards our dreams. And make sure you head over to Renee's website and sign up for her newsletter. I get it every week and it is a jewel. The information that she shares each week will help you make positive steps forward in your life starting now. So she gives you the steps you need to live the life you deserve now. And she's also gifted us with two free gifts, the Reneeisms, 20 Lessons for 2020, and the Midlife Manifesto. So those links will be in the show notes as well. Now, ladies, listen, I am raising funds for the Atlanta mission. My goal is to raise $1,700 for this program. The Atlanta mission is working so very hard to increase the number of housing units that they have for homeless moms and their children. I don't know if you know this, but it is really difficult if you are a homeless family to find accommodations that will take you all in. And they are working hard to keep families together as they transition through this difficult phase in their lives. So to raise the funds, I am offering my 21-day Total Body Reset Cleanse for only $10. Yes, you heard it right. This program is regularly $97, but you can get it for $10. And $5 of your investment in yourself will be donated to the Atlanta Mission. If you are ready to lose some belly fat and help another mom in need, click the link in the show notes and download your kit today. Remember, as you're going through this midlife journey, you are stronger than you give yourself credit and more blessed than you know. A new episode of the podcast will be live on Monday. I will talk to you guys then. Have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. I'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. Peace.